This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Trump boosts AHPs. Purdue in London. Labor issue may snag ag. Dems fight estate tax repeal and FDA on biotech. With Republicans in Congress unable to repeal Obamacare, President Trump is taking steps to ease insurance requirements that could have implications for farmers and other rural Americans. One of the key proposals is to encourage the formation of association health plans and allow them to sell across state lines. Some state farm bureaus already operate such AHPs, and the American Farm Bureau Federation is in discussions about how to respond to the president's executive order. The idea is that the association health plans could offer cheaper insurance because they'd be free of some Obamacare requirements. Critics say that the AHPs could be attractive to younger, healthier people, but won't necessarily make it easier for older people to get adequate, affordable insurance. This is, quote, not the fix that we're looking for, said Matt Perdue. He's with the National Farmers Union. They oppose the GOP proposals to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Trump's plan is, quote, likely to have a lot of damaging impacts, especially on rural areas and especially on farmers and ranchers who are older, more injury-prone, and more likely to have pre-existing conditions, Perdue said. Conway McCarthy Comfab delayed. Yesterday, we told you that House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway would be meeting with Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican of California, to discuss timing of the Farm Bill. The meeting got delayed, likely until after the House returns from next week's break. Conaway says he got tied up yesterday in discussions among the Texas delegation about the disaster aid bill that the House passed yesterday. Texas Governor Greg Abbott had criticized Texas lawmakers for not getting more assistance for the state in the legislation. The bill that passed 353 to 69 would provide $36.5 billion in disaster relief, including $577 million for fighting wildfires. Purdue talks trade in London. With Brexit looming, Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue met with members of the British Parliament yesterday to discuss lowering barriers to U.S. ag products. Cattle producers are especially hopeful that Brexit could clear the way for U.S. beef exports to the United Kingdom. The European Union ban on hormone-treated meat has made it tough to sell U.S. beef in the British market. Perdue also tweeted that he met with Neil Parrish, who chairs the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee. Purdue says he and Parrish discussed their shared dairy backgrounds. Mexican labor standards in NAFTA spotlight. Of all the controversial issues being hashed out by negotiators, U.S. and Canadian demands that Mexico improve its labor standards may be the biggest hurdle in the talks to rewrite the three-country trade pact, according to Jerry Diaz, the president of Unifor, the largest private sector union in Canada. He thinks the issue could have ramifications for agriculture. Frustrated by manufacturing companies migrating plants to Mexico to take advantage of cheap labor in a country where workers' salaries are often not much more than a dollar an hour, the U.S. and Canada are insisting on labor reforms at the fourth round of NAFTA negotiations being held in Arlington, Diaz tells AgriPulse Bill Thompson. Mexico was resisting those demands. Diaz stressed that if the NAFTA talks fail, agriculture trade will be one of the biggest casualties. 
Mexican and Canadian tariffs on most U.S. ag commodities fell to zero because of NAFTA, spurring massive increases of U.S. exports of rice, corn, soybeans, beef, pork, and other commodities. Senate Democrats defend estate tax. Senate Democrats are serving notice that they're going to portray GOP plans to end the estate tax as a giveaway to a relatively handful of very wealthy people. A report issued by Democrats on the Senate Finance Committee says the tax already affects very few estates because of the existing exemption and other tax provisions. Fewer than two in every 1,000 estates pay the tax, and fewer than 50 of those are family businesses or family farms, and the average tax works out to about 6%, according to the report. Current law allows farms and other closely held family businesses to decrease an estate's value by up to $1.12 million, provided the heir continues business operations for at least 10 years, according to the report. That said, one of the main complaints we hear from farmers about the estate tax is the time and money they spend on lawyers and accountants trying to avoid it. As we reported earlier this week, Senate Republicans know that repealing the estate tax is a sensitive issue, so they're looking at restricting the use of stepped-up basis on inherited property. It's important to remember that Democrats can't stop the GOP tax package as long as Republicans stick together. So the bill requires a delicate balance. Senator Mike Rounds, a Republican of South Dakota, raised eyebrows recently by saying that he opposes repealing the estate tax. FDA seeking input on biotech promotion. FDA is looking for public input on its Agricultural Biotechnology Education and Outreach Initiative, a project aimed at informing consumers of the safety and benefits of genetically engineered foods. Congress ordered FDA to develop the program and provided the agency with $3 million to carry it out. The agency will take public comments until November 17th and to schedule public meetings in Charlotte and San Francisco next month. FDA is posing three key questions. What are the specific topics, questions, or other information that consumers would find most useful and why? How and from where do consumers most often receive information on this subject? And how can FDA, in coordination with the USDA, best reach consumers with science-based educational information on the subject? Farm groups call for research boost. More than a 100 organizations, universities, and agriculture companies calling on Congress to provide an additional round of funding to the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research. The 2014 Farm Bill authorized creation of FFAR and provided $200 million to be matched with non-federal funding sources. The Foundation's board is now seeking an additional $200 million. The industry letter to the House Agriculture Committee doesn't specify how much Congress should allocate. Here's today's They Said It. The need for advanced solutions remains imperative if we are to continue to lead the world in food and agriculture innovation. Furthermore, a nation able to feed itself and boost economic output through farm exports is a more secure nation. That a letter supporting more FFAR funding. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.